Yo, last Sunday, I did push-ups probably for the first time in a bazillion years. It was the first time I actually did a workout where it was what I used to do back in the day where it's like legs, core, arms, you know, like a, a three set cycle. There's a lot of like outdoor gyms. I know that's a thing. And um, like there's a really popular gym in California or outdoor gym where I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff, bodybuilders would go and work out there. I think that's a big popular thing. I see is that your crowd? Like bodybuilders outdoor, just speedos, speedos on, you know, sitting on that like kind of pleather. There's actually a new trend that I'm trying to start, just the naked lifters. And so we're just straight nude. Um, and we just do do it all. Olympic lifts nude just is exhilarating. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota. We're going to be talking soccer, life, playing mind games, playing games. We got a little something for you. This week's episode is sponsored by Mind Phones. If you haven't yet, throw us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Footy Fellas Pod, F O O T Y Fellas Pod. Today we are discussing summer transfer news, the League 1, League 1 financial crisis, Jones Instagram DM hole, and why winter will be the first man on the moon. Where should we start, gents? A lot of a uh, lot of topics today. I would love to understand how I'm going to be the first on the moon. Let's get it. Yeah. I th- I thought you could explain that part. Yeah, we don't oh. want to, we don't want to steal your thunder here. Oh, exactly. You know, you guys are spot on. What am I? What am I saying? Of course, you guys don't know the ins and outs of how I planned my trip, amazing trip to the moon. Well, you guys know clearly that I'm good friends with Elon Musk. We go way back to like third grade. We were in South Africa together. It's just, it's a story. No need for it. And uh, lo and behold, he texted me the other day saying, "Yo, Winter, yo, Icy, do you want to go to the freaking the moon?" <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Dude, what's this bar you're talking about? I have no idea where the moon bar is. He's like, no, dude, I'm talking about seriously the craters of the moon, the real moon, that star up in up in the sky, the asteroid. And I was like, no, Elon, you jive turkey, you third grade looking, you know, I can't, you're not going to take me to the moon. He says, dude, I promise you, we're putting you up in the Model Y Tesla and we're shooting you up to the moon. I was like, bet <laughs> and let me tell you we got next saturday i'll be in the moon i'll uh i'll facetime you boys so you said yes his final plan his final proposition to you was putting you in one of the tesla cars and and just shooting you up to the moon somehow and that's what you signed on for that uh, that's what i'm doing that's <laughs> all he's told me he said buckle up buckle up icy he said ching i my seatbelt's on we're we're locked and loaded <laughs> wow you're ready to go Wow. Have you been following? There's this big billionaire space race going on right now between Elon Musk, Richard Branson. They're each making their own spacecrafts, claiming they'll be the first on the moon and that they'll be the first to bring more commercial space travel. Sounds like Elon's already hit you up, Icy, but I'm curious, Jones, if you've you've heard about any of this. Totally. I've heard about it. I've seen the clips of uh, Branson providing his curious thoughts on humanity and, and children and how they can they can make this their future. Um, I would clarify, they're not on the moon. 
they're like generally floating in the atmosphere and then they, they come back down and spending way too much money on it. But, but looks like a good time. Here's a fun fact. I'll actually be the first person of negative net wealth to be on the moon. So look, it's a great, great achievement for me. I hope uh, every other young person can look up to me, try to emulate myself. (laughs) All us net negative wealth owners, we're in there, baby. What would you take if you could take like two to three items to really encapsulate Yes, that's a that's a rocket spaceship pun. Uh, to really take your yourself to the moon, what would you bring that you own? Well, after watching Jimmy Neutron as a child and loving it, the Jimmy Neutron uh, space movie and whatnot, I'd bring a tub of toothpaste. <laughs> clearly, that'd be my food, a little snack, snackaroni. Um, uh, I have to bring a ball, a soccer ball. Okay, nice. I mean unlimited juggles without gravity. I mean. Whoa! Could be juggling for like twenty four hours straight. That's a that's a record. Something got to be something. And uh, I I bring my telephone so I could Facetime with you guys. <laughs> so we could re- we could record every Sunday. We could just <laughs> dial in for thirty minutes and just like chat quickly. Otherwise, it's not of no use. I feel like uh, the the twenty four hours actually. There's a lot that we could have unpacked in his three statements there, but the it's the time thing for me. Twenty four hours and twenty four hours. He thinks he could juggle nonstop. But I feel like, you know, time is this, it, it's 60, it's what it's the same time thing. But like, is it the same? Do you have, is a 24 hour period the same on the moon though? Like the same rotation, full rotation? Or will you see, will you go light to dark, light to dark? Or, you know, how, how will that experience be? Something for us to like think about. I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of an important piece of the puzzle. It's definitely the next, the 2050, 2080 version of those Jogo Benito, mm-hmm. Jogo Benito, Bonita, <laughs> Jogo Benito videos where Ronaldinho is repeatedly kicking it off the crossbar. This is the future. And at this point, YouTube won't even exist. So it'll be, you know, the hottest video on smorgasbord. It'll be MoonTube. MoonTube, exactly. MoonTube. And it'll just be icy because he created it and he's the only one up there. And he puts out the best content on MoonTube. Somehow, somehow it sounds R, rated R, but I, I, I believe you. We need to get into Joan's Instagram DM hole now that we've covered the billionaire space race and Winter's involvement. We were just chatting before this. How did, how did we get here? How do we get to this place in time? So for those following closely at home, um, I've, got, I've got a pretty appalling um, DM hole. That, and that sounds weird. So let me give you some more context. As in like, you know, you go to your uh, Instagram page and your top right corner has like the little notifications for any new messages. I have, I have 10 up there from different groups or people who have sent something or just we're continuing a conversation. Our, our own footy fellows one, I've missed like 10 back and forths in there, at least 10 plus it says nine plus or whatever. It all started about a week or two ago where I, um, I just hadn't responded to a text to, someone who I have gotten back to now. And um, I didn't want to like also, you know, look at their Instagram thing, but then not respond to them. And then it kind of like was like, well, I'm not going to look at other people's stuff if I haven't looked at theirs yet because they sent it to me. And now, now I'm just in a hole where I'm like behind on 10 conversations, like pretty far behind a mm. week and a half. Um, 
And I, and it's also now it's, it's this, this mounting kind of pressure of like, Oh, I can't just casually, I got to sit through that. I got to make some time, carve out some time to sit and really like catch up. Um, so maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe I'll sit in my room for, I well, you know, maybe it's an hour, maybe it's less. feels healthy. If anything, mm-hmm. it feels like a good use of time to not be sifting through Instagram DM. So this wasn't meant to, to shame you. It was mm-hmm. just meant to bring to light and have other people mm-hmm. reflect mm-hmm. on how quickly or slowly they respond to their own direct messages. I don't, I don't have notifications on and that, that always helps. That always helps. But, um, but what it does mean is, is that I, I do see those notifications though, slowly building when I go to Instagram and it's reduced my time on Instagram because I feel the guilt. I see it. So then I'm like, oh, nope, hopping out of there. So my Instagram time this week, past week and a half has dropped dramatically. I highly recommend avoiding responsibilities, guys. It actually helps. Might might help you. Uh, the doctor note, Jones doctor note is get your DM hole checked regularly, boffs. <laughs> get it checked regularly. Your DM hole. DM holes and moon tube. Mm-hmm. We're, off, we're off to a pretty fiery start, pretty spicy start on a spicy Sunday, a spicy hot Sunday, beach weather Sunday. Let's hit some last week today, speaking of Sunday, where Ice is going to take us through everything that happened around the soccer and other world in the last week. Let's absolutely do it, Tony. Please kick off the music, the tunes, the jams. All right, we've got MLS. Shout out to Hany Mukhtar at Nashville SC, who scored a hat trick in six minutes yesterday versus the Chicago Fire. Sorry, boys. Highly recommend watching those highlights if you have not done so yet. Uh, New England is leading in the East, while Seattle is leading in the West. MNUFC is playing right now against Seattle and is very much hoping to give the Sounders their first loss of the season. I did catch a few minutes of it before we started recording. And look, MNUFC is looking pretty good. It's it's a hot one here today, and uh, I'm hoping we can we can pull something a miracle out on the on the field today. So that'll be fun. Switching over to the NWSL, very close and competitive season at the moment in the league. We have four teams tied with the league leading 16 points. We've got the Portland Thorns versus the Orlando Pride today at 9.30 Central Time and could easily move one of these teams to the front of the pack. Massive game for both teams. Switching over to the Gold Cup tournament for those who've been watching that, USA and Canada face off today at 4 p.m. Central. They are both undefeated so far in Group B, so uh, very much likely those two teams will advance to the knockout round in their group of four, but this will determine who gets that first place spot in the group. Most of the teams expected to perform well have done so this tournament. Mexico tying Trinidad and Tobago 0-0 was a big result for for Trinidad and Tobago. And Qatar tying Panama in a 3-3 thriller was a good result for Qatar, who's actually second in their group looking to to qualify and go to the, the knockout round. Qatar is hosting the World Cup in 2022, as many of you listeners know. And uh, I I actually fully believe that's why they're in this tournament. You know, they're really looking like a fun new team on the international tournament level. So I am all in on Qatar after the USA, of course, in the tournament. And let's finish it off with some rumors and transfer news. 
We've got rumors of a Maradona Super Cup with the Euro champions Italy and the Copa America champions Argentina playing each other to honor the legend Diego Maradona. Uh, that would be an amazing game. Uh, I hope it would be, you know, more as a tribute to Maradona, which is what they want, and a tribute to the fans and less about the, the money-making operation, but that would be really fun if they somehow worked that game out. Next, we've got Giroud of Chelsea. He has left Chelsea and will now join AC Milan. Rumors are saying that Insigne, who plays for Napoli, who we, you know, all of us who are watching the Euro tournament got a, got a good taste of on the Italian team, he is getting a large offer from Tottenham to join the EPL. So we'll, we'll stay tuned to that. Uh, rumors are also saying Song Yun Min has extended his Tottenham contract and will be making a staggering £200,000 per week, likely more. It's unreal. And last, let's be real, Harry Kane will be leaving Tottenham and likely go to Manchester City. Nothing's confirmed, but that's going to be just a quick hot take from myself. And that's your last week today. Slow clap. You hit, uh, you hit everything there. I was just going to like say Thank slow you, Tony. clap versus <laughs> slow clapping, but same effect pretty much. Oh, I'm just, do- I just, I'm slapping You're um, turkey, cold turkey together. Counter. Could be doing anything the, right the now. The pop audience needs to know that we have a big in-studio audience here listening. Um, <laughs> and they're not sure whether, the one person is not <laughs> sure whether they should be clapping. That's what you're hearing. Also notice the pace hasn't picked up. <laughs> Like this literally just stayed a slowed clap. It doesn't, there's no build. It's, I think it actually got slower. I think they, they, I don't even think anyone's going to be able to hear that. It's too far away. Too faint. <laughs> uh, turn up, turn me up. I'm in the studio. Turn me up. You're the studio audience. You don't get to tell us to turn you up. Yo, uh, turn me up, turn me up on the beat. Turn up the beat. I can hear myself clap. Can someone get this guy out of here? Can we get security in here? We don't. We weren't even supposed to have a studio audience today. Where'd this guy come from? <laughs> wow, oh, we God, just, he just fighting. He just security smacked everybody. It's a scuffle. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, I see. Great job hitting all the main topics. The the NWSL table is nuts. I just looked at it for the first yeah. time in a week or two, and having four teams on sixteen, and then. The Spirit, Red Stars, and Gotham, one game away from being at the top is pretty pretty thrilling. Yeah, you love that parody. Where's the, what's the loss situation? Nice. Look at that. Wow, it's crazy that Gotham has like like the best re- like loss record. Yeah, two games in hand. Uh, two extra games. That'll make a difference. Wow, Gold Cup too. U.S. doing well in that, that Gold Cup 6-1 dub over Martinique. DK scoring a couple goals. Other playing, other players showing out. Transfer news. I thought the Maradona Cup. That thing, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm here for it. I, I think we always want, we always want the best of each. We want those big games, um, because outside of the World Cup, it's hard to make those things happen. I don't know if you can ever really justify Europe versus South America, and like, what's the significance of it? Exactly. That, that's why they're really. Tying it to Diego Maradona as he has connection to both nation and club. Uh, and so they're trying to make it all about him to make this tournament really happen or this match happen. It's actually the perfect moment to, to you know, use him, but to frame it around that. And then it can forever, because he's a, he was a great player and represents great things about the sport. Can f- <laughs> we, we talked in like many episodes ago about his personal life, who he is. Of course, there's some 
some shenanigans there, but for what he did for the sport of soccer, football, it makes sense even though this year there will be two teams related, even if it's different teams in the future, it can be the Maradona Cup or the Maradona, you know, best in the world playing each other. It just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be that'd be really fun. It'd be also funny too if Messi took to the social medias, which I don't think he'll do, and say, you know, if I win this Maradona Cup, that puts me at one more international trophy over Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> that solidify the GOAT status. Yeah, it, it feels like the, the hurdles to, to make that happen are, you know, insurmountable. But I like the idea of having more of those type of scenarios where you have the champion of Europe or the champion of Asia playing whomever. But I just don't. Isn't that what the, isn't the Club World Cup Champions League versus Europa League finalists? Um, are there two different things that's like there's like the before the season starts kind of thing yes but there's the there's like the club world cup which is like the winners of cone ball champions league and like winner of north america it's why it's always like tigris uh, versus like liverpool or you know i thought there was a champions league winner playing europa winner there is that uh, that's but that's like the Europa that's like a Europe specific thing that's not you know nations versus nations Fair. but winner of Oceania versus Atlantis there okay because <laughs> Oceania doesn't exist yeah right yeah uh, if El Dorado right could form a team you know they would be pretty good they could play the Looney Tunes they could this could be like the soccer version of Space Jam there we go Monstars what other uh, we need other fake places? Minneapolis versus like, <laughs> like the Monstars or right. just like made up animated the, stuff. The Minneapolis Monstars, just a kickball team. I've never heard of Minneapolis. <laughs> it's a smaller Annapolis. <laughs> that was one of our all-time favorite, my family's favorite airport jokes, and we used to do like city-related jokes. Uh, what the small the small coke the small coke was always the minnesota that was like the connection between minnesota and there's there's other states and other cities that have great like punch lines that are just things because they sound like other words and things so your family has like a repertoire of state related puns not anymore i wish you didn't bring it up in front of everyone because i don't remember any of the others but yeah Nice. You, you made me think of that game. You guys ever play that game where you say like a, a ge- geographic location? So like Illinois, for example, and you're going in a circle and it goes to the next person. The next person has to say a place that begins with an S. Yeah. That was a, a game I tried getting in my in my parents' car. Dad would not have it. <laughs> Mom would always be like, you're making that up. Like that's not a, <laughs> not a real place. And I would be, you know, making things up. So <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> We jump back to uh, to transfer news. Let's get into transfer news a bit. We'll break it up, give you our sponsor, get into some League One financial crisis. I see which of those transfers you mentioned seem most uh, most exciting, keep you most on edge, keep you awake at night. Uh, well, Harry Kane going to City is frightening. I think for every fan of a non-City team in the EPL, that would just make their team very good, and they're already very good. I, I'm I'm interested actually in the insignia. In I always pronounce his name wrong. Insignia, insignia, insignia from Italy, um, who would be coming from Napoli to Tottenham. That'd be neat if he if he actually did come over. I don't know how his playing style would fit in the Premier League. Um, 
but but I'm I'm in, I'm mostly interested in that that news to Tottenham. There's a I I always love the concept of a guy like Insigne or um you know Mertens or these these other like smaller petite players who find a home in you know France or Italy or um uh, Germany for example. And the concept of would they fit in the Premier League? And I, and I feel like with Insigne and, and, and players like his stature, I think there's that concern of will he be able to match up with the physicality of the EPL. But, but I get so excited about like, well, what if they could make that work? You know, what if they could dodge these big dudes and just dribble through them? They would, they would look super entertaining. So I would love, that'd be really cool. I think the, the biggest transfers I'm focused on, of course, are, are Manchester United related, which would be uh, the... Apparently, it's done deal with Jaden Sancho. It's formally done. They just need to announce it. Um, and then uh, Rafael Varane, center back for Real Madrid currently, who's uh, having some back and forths with um, Real. He wants to get paid now that Sergio Ramos is out of the picture. He wants to be the number one guy, and Real's not really meeting his demands. There's also the tilt of him wanting to be in what is the most competitive league right now, which is the EPL, and any teams that really could want him, which is United. Um, and then what, what else is there? Drew to AC Milan. Yep. Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea, they used him. He did pretty well from last year. I feel like he put in some big goals. He was their late inning guy, their 70th minute and onward, 65th minute and onward, super sub up top to make stuff happen like he's been for the last five years of his career. So I don't think they're going to feel his loss too much, Chelsea. And AC Milan should... This should help them be more secure in the top top four. I think he will make a difference for them in Syria. Curious how him and Zlatan will uh, will handle the responsibility of both being just the target big man on that team. I mean, Zlatan could use the the respites, the breaks, because he yes, he's he's still in amazing shape for like a forty year old, forty one, but he's forty or forty one, and so he should be okay at this point in his career, even though he happens to be just a bit conceited, a bit narcissistic. He should welcome, I think, a sub to come on in some games in the 70th minute for him because they, they are pretty similar players, which is a good point. What a career path for Giroud. Arsenal to Chelsea wins a Champions League. Um, I think he's I think he's won a... Um, maybe he hasn't won a Premier League. I'm not sure. I need to look at his, his year's title uh, when he was with Chelsea. Uh, won FA Cups, but also just the point of... Uh, now he's going to finish his career at Ace Milan. Dope. What do you both think about Gareth Bale not returning to Spurs? Not a surprise to folks, but I think people got used to him again at Spurs since he played a lot. He started most of their games and he scored some goals. He, did, I think people would rate that a success for him, even though Spurs struggled as a, a team later on in the season. And first press conference or one of the first press conferences for uh, Nuno Santo, the, the new Spurs coach, confirmed he won't be returning, basically, and put it really bluntly, like no, no more Bale. So no more bail in the Premier League. Dang. That's a bummer. I didn't know that news. So thank you, Eli, for breaking that to me. <laughs> breaking news. Um, <laughs> the It's sad. I don't know. I feel like his heart is not into soccer anymore. I don't know. I feel like everything's just sort of collapsed for him since his time in Madrid sort of went kaput and the Madridistas rejected him. And he just seems kind of dejected, to be honest. He's still a you know, very good athlete, very good soccer player, but... Maybe we're going to see the transition to golf, which I think is where his heart wants to wants to take him. He'll be in the PGA tournament. Coming 
that would be an impressive career change. That would be up there with like Bo Jackson playing two sports. It would be Bale winning a Champions League and then winning the PGA Championship. <laughs> you think about that, it's a much more sustainable lifestyle if you were to play a very demanding physical sport and then continue to make money and be in the headlines for another, what, like 30, 20 years or something? You know, just playing golf. It's not a bad lifestyle. Donnarumma, player of the tournament, not just keeper, right? Player of the Euros. He, uh, he He's on the move, which we knew already, to PSG, I believe. And so he will make a big difference there. And we'll get into League One in a second, why PSG might just might just run away with it. And do we think that means Mbappe is absolutely staying? Do we know? Is there any chance of him still going to another club? It seems like if he were to go anywhere, it'd be, it would be Real Madrid. Um, but Real is... They don't have the capital just yet to swoop in. I think I think what they're waiting on is one more year where they've been able to pay off their new stadium that they've just built, which we'll see next year. Um, get some fans in there, get some revenue going, and, and maybe make their big moves next year. Back to the Premier League for a second. Back to your, your Liverpool squad. I see it seems like a lot of players could be leaving. And one of the headlines I'm looking at right now is that Klopp is aiming to trim the Liverpool squad kind of consciously. Players like... Uh, Harry Wilson, Nat Phillips, Divock Origi, Shakiri, some other names that are younger players that didn't get as much playing time. What do you think about that approach going into the season for, for Klopp and Liverpool? I know that Liverpool, I think with Klopp at the helm, have really taken a, a very conscious effort when it comes to determining who's on the team, who's in the mix. So I know a lot has of thought has been put into it. It does make me sad when I hear about some of those names you listed, Shakiri, Origi, who played big parts in them winning the Champions League a few few years ago. So, um, you know, their time has come to move on to better better things. Uh, I think they they represented the club well. Um, so it's sad, but I think it's all for the better. I think we got to get some young some young talent coming in, and I'm happy so far. I'm hearing that uh, the top three: Firmino, Salah, Sane. And Jota, so four, they'll all be around. So that's huge. Van Dyke, got it. We got to get the midfield a little stronger, in my opinion. It's a good measured take. And speaking of hot young talent, the last place we'll go for for transfers is a couple of Americans. One who just made a move that we were talking about as a group yesterday or Friday, Tanner Tessman, FC Dallas midfielder. We'd done a special video, a special video, a special and a video on YouTube about him a couple months ago because he originally played American football, then transitioned to soccer, really physical presence, and had been rising up the ranks quickly at FC Dallas, getting some playing time. I think he's still 19 or maybe 20 at this point, pretty young. And he just transferred to Venezia in Italy, who happened to just get promoted this past season into Serie A, into that first premier division in Italy. And they are also in talks for another MLS youngster, superstar, Gianluco, Gianluca Busio, who we were talking about the other day. There's an interesting uh, angle now with more and more American talent being scouted and trying to get poached out of the MLS into to these international clubs, especially for clubs that don't have a ton of capital, but have just been promoted or looking to bolster their squad, bolster their roster with a couple of extra bodies and potential stars that haven't just got there yet. And they're Americans kind of fascinating to watch there was a tweet somewhere out there by um was it matt doyle one of those um one of those 
soccer influencers on the, the Twitter sphere talking about how um, the MLS's relationship with Italy has flipped. It used to be the place where um, players who were aging in Italy would come to the MLS and, and you know, use a um, designated player contract on them. So like a, a Giovinco or I don't know. I don't think Zoltan was straight from Italy. He may have gone the other way around. Um, but that was more of our role, like Iguain, there we go. Um, but now it's the, it's the inverse. Italy's coming to us for our talent and taking them young. So it's a fun, uh, fun pipeline we've got set up. We'll see how it, uh, it, it holds. How do you like that, Italy? How do you like that? How do you like them apples? And let's go to a sponsor break. We will be back afterwards talking League 1, League One financial crisis. So stick around. Have you guys heard of these new headphones that everyone's been buzzing about? They're called Mindphones, and they're blowing Apple, Sony, and Bose out of the water. Mindphones look almost identical to standard earbuds, but trust me when I say they will change your life. Mindphones aren't built to produce a sound that you want, but rather a sound that you need. Developed by a concerned group of suburban moms, Mindphones interpret your mood, setting, and general life status to generate an interpretation of your present condition. Sync your Mindphones to your phone and throw on a tune and watch what happens. Instead of blasting that catchy new pop tune, you'll get a middle-aged woman reminding you to floss because your gums will thank you later. Maybe you're at the gym expecting some bumping EDM. Nope, it's just Janet suggesting you up your 401k contribution. Perhaps you and your partner are trying to set the mood. Well, hope you invited Sharon because she wanted to remind you that Grandpa's birthday is next month. <laughs> Mindphones, not just giving you the beats you want, but also what you deserve. Incredible sponsor. I'm really grateful that my mom talked to the people there and had them um, consider Footy Fellows because I, I think we she have the right up. demo. We have the right demo for them. Oh, yeah. we, you know, we have irresponsible, you know, late to mid twenty somethings just in need of some course correction. So I'm grateful for it. So these, these suburban moms who helped curate, create this app, was it just crowdsource? Like, Hey, we have this question, this topic, what, what should we say? What should the audio voiceover be? Well, you see, um, I see there's an algorithm that comes with these headphones. Of course there is. Right. And the algorithm weighs all of the different things that could be going on in your life. Um, these are things that are pretty common. So yes, the suburban moms got together and they said, what is a problem that you were having with your child? What is something that you need to remind them about? What you need to nag them about? Mm. And so they've, they've pulled those all together and these headphones can gauge what you're doing, what you're doing. It also monitors your finances. It monitors uh, your health. Um, it, it somehow impressively, well, no, 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 no. Here's what it does. It looks at your financial rec- records too. So your transactions with your credit card. So it knows what money you've spent on groceries, right? or uh, doctor's visits, things like that. Um, it monitors your phone bill and your calls. So how often have you checked in with your uncle? Probably not enough. Okay, ting, that gets sent to the phone. It's it's kind of complex, but- It sounds, you use complex. It sounds incredibly invasive. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So how do you, how would you describe your relationship with your mom? With my mom? Yep. Well, see, I have these headphones. They're called mind phones. <laughs> okay. Wait, did you were you just talking about this? <laughs> you know, I heard about them. It sounds like they could make so much money just off the data they collect. Like it's amazing they can hmm. get all that data. Yeah. And with those 
I'm almost surprised. I'm shocked, in fact, mm-hmm. that they chose the route to go with the technology they have just to make headphones that remind you to do stuff if they have all that data they're sitting on. It's a really good point. Uh, it seems like the FDA and the SEC, they go after big corporations for this kind of stuff, but they don't go after moms, right? Mm. Moms are sitting on piles of data, mounds of data that they utilize willy-nilly whenever they want. And not once has there been a hearing on that. I haven't seen a panel, uh, a committee put together by a nonpartisan committee, mind you, to help uh, quell the wave of of worried mothers. But, you know, what do I know? I mean, just a stranglehold on the adolescents across the country mm-hmm. that needs to be needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. But we're not a political look. We're not a political podcast. We said that at the onset. That's our first thing. We're not going to get into those things. But not- Biden. <laughs> what you're going to say is we're not going to address that, but we will address the League One financial crisis. Yes. Yes, we will do that. Great transition. Um, so uh, quick story. It, you know, the, the financial, this thing has is unfurled. It's been, it's, it happened uh, mid last season with, within League On and League oh, and it's passing through to, did I mispronounce that? I'm sorry. You guys had like a weird reaction. Maybe I mishit that. Sorry. You blacked out. It, it's just um, French. It's just French. Yeah. It's, it's just hits different. So, there was uh, the situation. So let me explain and how it's relating to now. So uh, France had uh, some new TV right deal that they had been agreed to with media. Rom, I think. I was going to say pro or prom. Oh yeah, prom. media pro maybe. Something like that. Let's get let's get Tony on that. And um, and they had paid like a lot of money. They had, they had significantly, media pro nice, they had significantly outbid Canal Plus, who was the legacy TV rights uh, owner slash distributor for League On, and uh, Media Pro significantly outbid them. And then after like the first or second payment, couldn't pay anymore. They significantly underhit their um, benchmark for subscribers that were going to join and watch League On on their platform. Um, and as such they could not then hit all of the revenue targets that these clubs were looking to hit. That's how these TV rights deals work. That compounded with the um, pandemic meant that all of these teams were not only losing their TV rights deals, which is a massive portion, but also um, tickets and ticket sales and merchandising, all those things that happen at games, concessions. And, and, because of that, the French league, it's already the fifth league, technically, when you're looking at overall like net worth and value, are hemorrhaging money. They're losing a ton of money. And um, one of the key ways that France uh, and these French teams have always been able to make money and stay afloat and hit their, hit their projections is by selling players. They're a selling market. And so when we look at the transfer market now, there was a hypothesis that there would be a mass exodus or so, or just a fire sale of all of these talented, talented players that France does produce and currently has. But what we've seen recently is that those sales uh, haven't actually been happening. There have been a couple sales that have been on target for the requisite prices that people have been expecting, but there haven't been any um, shocking moves for some someone, say someone like... Um, Kemavinga, who's a well-known young product 
who has got the world at his feet out of Ren, who, if someone were to buy him now, probably should be paying close to like 50 to 60, you know, and if they're bidding in a bidding war per se. But there's arguments to be made that he could be gotten for on the low, you know, 25, 30, just because these clubs need to, to give off, give off their, um, they need to make money. I, yeah, I appreciated you bringing this story to my attention and sharing some of that earlier today, because the, the main takeaway for me is just that the rich clubs, mainly PSG, the richest by far, and other clubs that do have money and backing, uh, Nice and Monaco and other clubs with billionaire owners or super wealthy owners, this won't hit them as hard. Yes, it impacts everyone, but they will still be able to go about their business, keep the biggest players, even bring in players, where that is so far from what most other clubs in league, league will be doing this offseason and going into this year. So amazing that Lille was able to win the league last year, and that was a super exciting finish. And the odds of Lille and teams like Lille winning this year and now probably impacting the next, f- next five years at least has just gone down dramatically. Exactly. Um, and what we've ended up seeing in this current market is that, yes, partly supported by these um, massive backers of these clubs, not a ton of players have actually been sold off at these uh, very cheap deals. Um, and and the confluence of all these very wealthy Premier League teams who have money and because of their mere existence and that they're going for the same players – they are keeping these prices up. They're keeping the market competitive. And um, I think it was, we were listening to in the article, they could, if they were to form, if the EPL were to, to approach this like a cartel and say, okay, you can have this player and you can have this player and then no one else bids with them, they could just pry all of the talent out of there for super, super cheap. But that's yeah. illegal. So they won't. But that's legal. I see. What do you think hearing this kind of for the first time and just this this story that's been going on in, in Liga, but we're talking about and think about it for the first time what's your initial reaction it sounds like it's it's not too dissimilar from many of the other leagues where you've got the very rich clubs uh doing well and sort of maybe hoarding resources or at least having the means to get the best of the best and and putting the lower smaller money leagues or teams in at a disadvantage um to sort of season in, season out. You know, I wonder if if League Un would see any financial benefits. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive they would if a League Un team would win Champions League, right? It's like Champions League puts you on the, on the map for players who are looking for a quality club, a club that competes at a very high level. And, you know, if you win Champions League, right, you, you picked, you've played on the best club team in Europe. And so that's obviously the trophy of, of trophies um, that players want to get, you know, obviously besides the World Cup. And so PSG has been close. They've been very close. But I wonder if, but, you know, then you ask yourself again, if, if a PSG wins Champions League, does it just bolster them, them themselves, mm. um, and not and not do much for the league in in totality? I, I hope Lille does very well. Uh, obviously, they got first place. They won Ligue 1 last season, so they'll be in Champions League fighting for it. And I really hope they give it they give it a shot. But as um, you know, we talked about or alluded to, 
they are losing a hefty amount of players because they're a quality team and they showed it and they're getting poached for the players want to make want to make money and other other clubs want to want to pay them that money and try to try to take some of that success for themselves the unique part about the momentary downfall for Ligon that's different from other clubs, just rich separating from the par, from the poor, is the TV deal, is the botched TV deal and the reasons behind it where they wanted, they had ambitious plans as a league. They wanted to bring themselves back into that top three league status now that they're at five, like Jones was saying, whereas you know, 40, 50 years ago, they used to be considered one of the, of the top leagues, top two or three. So they had these ambitious plans, which led them to go to this newer media pro option, this newer TV network that was offering significantly more than their their current their current partners, Canal Plus, and it kind of backfired. So it's interesting from a business perspective. We don't know all of the numbers. We don't have them in front of us, but the idea of like business ambition and you're already so big, but it's always relative. So you're comparing yourself to Serie A, Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, and you seem small, whereas you're the fifth, you know, you're massive. So they kind of went out on a limb and it just, it backfired, which happens in life. There's also the confluence of the pandemic um, and uh, how that affected not only the league, but individual teams like Lyon, who had built their own, rebuilt their stadium in such a way that it was, uh, it was like an arena and was meant to house concerts um, and music festivals and, and things that are just quite the antithesis of uh, pandemic um, best practices. So already clubs that were, you know, in, in some financial dire straits, um, then, you know, dug a deeper hole. We're hoping some of these, these teams, these teams that don't have as much money are able to weather the storm, still make it competitive this year and hopefully continue to grow from here. And this is kind of a bottom point financially and performance wise for a lot of these, these smaller clubs Let's move into our last segment, the infamous over-under, which we haven't hit in a sec, but it's back, and it's better than ever, and this is the Sensations Edition, which we're going to run through quickly, three over-unders for each of you. I'm going to give you the the theme or the, the topic. You're going to tell me whether it's overrated, underrated, or just rated in 15 seconds or less. Jones, let's start with you. Finding the right item at Michael's, the arts and crafts store. Is that overrated, underrated, or rated? Um, that is um, underrated. I think when you're when you're at Michael's, you're looking for the right item. You're looking for arts and crafts. And um, those things can, they are, it's literally what you need to build and make something magical. I think when you make arts and crafts, you are making magic. And when you find those items that help you enable that, brought to you by Michael's, uh, it is an un- unreal feeling. So uh, underrated. Special, special moment. Izzy, taking a bite of a delicious meal that you cooked yourself. Wow. As the cook, if you cook it and you actually think it turned out well, very underrated. Um, personally, when I make stuff, I, I'm you know, you're always your harshest critic. That's kind of what they say. And if you think that you turned out something pretty good, then it's it's good. You know, you, you made something special. So that's a that's a hard underrated. It feels very good take that first bite and it, it it hits the spot what do you do if you think it tastes great and every everyone else you're eating with tell you it tastes like shit is it still underrated <laughs> very much underrated and then you stop cooking for the next four weeks and then <laughs> then get back to it later <laughs> jones your first sip of water after a workout 
first sip of water after a workout is rated. It's what you, it's what you need. It's what you think it is. And it's, it's just going to hit you. Um, uh, you are dehydrated. You are probably overheating. And so you need something cool and refreshing and it hits you. And you think, yep, that's exactly what I was looking for. That is, that hits the spot. Would have been a different question if it was chocolate Oatly. <laughs> that's a game Shots. changer. Shots fired. I see. The feeling when wind whips past your face on the water. Um, well, oh, well just, okay. Um, well, if it whips past your face uh, on the water, I'm hoping you're in a boat of some kind. You're on a tube behind a speedboat. Um, that's a great time. That In that situation, I'm going to say that um, that's rated. It's what you expect. The wind whipping your face, you got some some water coming up in your eyes. It's it's what you expect. Uh, very much underratedly scary if you're on the shoreline and the wind is whipping uh, against your face and maybe some water's kicking up and you got the, the white, uh, the, um, what is it? The white waves or the, uh, oh God, oh God, what do they call those? You got the waves with white crests. 15 white seconds, sea right? Caps. 15, 15 seconds? <laughs> the, He's painting right. a picture. I'm, I just closed my eyes. What? That was beautiful. Just there's a buzzer. I had an internal clock in my head. I don't know what you guys are seeing. So <laughs> Last two, Jones peeing after holding it in for 40 plus hours. Um, 40 plus hours. Jeez. Can't say I've... Uh, I'm going to take the full 15 seconds on this one. Man, 40 plus hours... I got. I feel like there's some other things going on in my life that I need to be solved. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with this is a uh, this is this is a uh, rated uh, because because I have to focus on some other things that might be severely underrated or overrated at the moment. Last one, icy eating the impossible Whopper at Burger King after being stranded on a desert island for two years and then located, rescued, and flown by chopper back to Minnesota. Mm. Wow, massively, massively underrated. (laughs) If you haven't had (laughs) the Impossible Whopper before, it's a fantastic sandwich. (laughs) Just get it. It's a great burger. And, you know, after two years with nothing to eat, so you're famished, it hits a spot differently. Just differently wow is that the catchphrase for it it's Hits the spot, spot differently, differently. <laughs> we'll have to save the deserted island story for a future episode and if you've listened this far we appreciate you listening check us out on social check out the youtube we got a new series coming out little rec league soccer saturday league footy it's all good and we'll see you next week see ya see you next week You know what I need in this city, in all the Twin Cities? We need some stuff that you have in Chicago where it's just parks have kind of outdoor jungle gym training sets. Those are for children. <laughs> those are just those, those are called are, playgrounds. That's just no, a playground. they're not. <laughs>